been able to do things that I never thought was possible. So we can go to places and explore them. We can have the freedom to feel connected to the environment and the places we're running through and places that we're seeing. And I think just being on a bike, everything feels more real rather than being stuck in a car or stuck in an RV. You're out there with the elements and the smells and the roads. And I think the memories are stronger when you're on a bike. And I love the fact that when you, we think back on a place that we've been to, then we can remember riding through these roads and seeing people and stuff. And I just think that's, that's fab. That was the voice of Catherine Bird of the YouTube channel Wandering Bird. And this is Ted, your host here on the Motorcycle Men Podcast, and this is episode 297. In today's interview, I have a chat with Catherine Bird of the Wandering Bird YouTube channel, and she's going to tell us all about living in an RV and touring Europe with motorcycles in tow. More on that later. Right now, the Motorcycle Man Podcast is brought to you by Scorpion Helmets. They offer high-quality, innovative motorcycle helmets and technical apparel at an incredible value. So to learn more, you get on over to scorpionusa.com. That's some good stuff. I have two Scorpion Helmets. Very good stuff. And Shinko Tires. Now, they have a tire to suit your need and riding style without breaking your bank account. So get on over to Shinko Tire USA, and you tell them that the Motorcycle Men sent you. Get yourself a set of shoes for your bike. And wild-ass seats, you can improve your comfort and ability to stay in the saddle longer with a cushion from wild-ass seats. So if you're tired of those painful pressure points and fatigue, go to wild-ass.com and get your cushion today. Make sure you tell that real Craig Johnson over there that the Motorcycle Men sent you. And Uclear Digital. Now listen, enhance your ride with Uclear Digital's DynaMesh-compatible intercom. Powerful music or crystal-clear phone calls on any road any trail, and on any helmet. Very portable system. To learn more, go to euclearedigital.com and tell them that the Motorcycle Men podcast sent you. And of course, for the best in casual riding gear for men and women, there's only one place you should be going, and that is Tobacco Motorwear. Visit them at tobaccomotorwear.com, and our listeners will get 10% off your order when you use the coupon code MOTOMEN. Your safety is worth it. I wear tobacco jeans. I wear the California riding shirt and the roper gloves. Everybody here at the podcast is sporting tobacco motorwear. So do yourself a favor. Get this gear. You won't be sorry. All right. Time to talk to Catherine Bird. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Today, joining me all the way from, where are you right now? England. You're in England. Right and, on the and, south coast of England. Okay. And, and sitting in a boat, apparently. Cat <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bird uh, is also known as the, the Wandering Bird Motorhome Adventures and Biker Girl Life, YouTube, both YouTube channels. Cat, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you could be here. So... Uh, I want to say, tell us a little bit about your motorcycle self and what you do. Uh, but I, 
you're on a boat, so I'm confused. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> How far back do you want me to start? Okay. Um, the, boat, the boat thing came first. Let's, let's wrap that one up. So we've lived on boats, my husband and I, for about 16 years. Um, we bought our very, very first one when we were too poor to buy a house or rent a house or do anything. So we bought one that I couldn't even stand up in. Um, so a boat is, is a good I'm alternative only, to a house, right? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. So, and then they've slowly got a bit bigger over the years. So that's, that's how that one started. And then, yeah, so then we got motorcycles. Well, my husband's always ridden to be fair. Um, and I started riding about six, six and a half years ago. And the only reason I started riding was because our daughter grew up enough to want to go on the back of her dad while we went off on adventures. So I basically lost my seat at the pillion. Okay. Um, so it was literally a choice of I either get my license and get a bike and learn to ride, or I get left behind, which wasn't really a choice. Which no. So, <laughs> no, not not really. No, what, it's what's not the a point choice. of an adventure without going on? Right. So yeah, I I did my test and I did my test when I was over twenty five. So in the UK, I don't know what the rules are like in America, but you can go straight into basically riding okay, any well, bike you, you like. Um, yeah. So I did my test on a six hundred Bandit, um, and that was the first bike I bought was a 650 bandit mm-hmm. um and then there was a lot of ups and downs i i scared the living hell out of myself about a month in and then i really scared the heck out of myself about two months in and then pretty much stopped riding after that and got very nervous about getting on the bike i didn't sell it because it was really pretty and i loved it <laughs> but i just sort of looked at it and yeah. thought that's a nice bike and never actually went anywhere on it um and then the ups and downs got got even stranger and sadly more sad because my mother-in-law passed away. Oh dear. And yeah, that was that was rubbish. Um, but uh, the sort of, I had, she passed away about four days before my husband's birthday. And in an effort to cheer him up, because obviously he was devastated. Sure. Yeah. Um, I took him to the local Triumph garage to have a look at Triumph Scrambler because he'd been talking about one of these for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the guys at the Triumph Scrambler garage saw us coming a mile away because right next to the very old second-hand one that he picked out and said he wanted to come look at, they put the brand spanking new, shiny, top-of-the-range model, and he fell head over heels in love with that. So he got one of them, mm-hmm. and then I got one of them because I enjoyed riding that one, and then we started oh. riding and so you both started got, riding further afield. So you both got the same bike? Yes, actually. Now we both have got Triumph Scramblers, and we've also both got Kawasaki ZRs, um, Z6s. I've got a ZX6R, and he's actually sorry, he's got the Senna. So, 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 you, so you've got a vehicle problem, is what you're telling me. We, we, yeah, we, we haven't. We started in track days this year. Um, so we take these Scramblers touring, and they go behind our motorhome when we tour around the UK and Europe. Yeah. Uh, but this year, because of all the strange things that are happening, touring isn't really happening. And I was like, I want to do a track day. The number of times I've gone into a hairpin bend on a corner in the mountains, I've gone, whew, that was a bit fast. Um, so I thought, if I go on a track, I can learn how to corner a little bit better, maybe not scare the heck out of myself quite so much. Mm-hmm. And then I've got a bit addicted to tracks to the point that we've now uh, been Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so now we have lots of bikes. And yeah, it's all got a bit silly. All right. So I'll tell you what, because you're all over the place, including on a boat, <laughs> um, we'll start with the RV stuff. We'll start there, and now, so now, so now, so now you're riding around in an RV, and mm-hmm. you're towing your motorcycles behind. Mm-hmm. What brought you to that decision to go RV and let's tow the motorcycles everywhere? Um, 
Well, initially, it was a really good solution to a problem we had. So our first, we never planned to get a motorhome. We obviously had the boat, we had the bikes, and right. we wanted to go off touring in Europe. So we packed our bags up and we put them on the bikes and we took our daughter. And we discovered very quickly that camping was not a good plan with our daughter. Um, it did just, I don't know if anyone's been camping really? with a teenager, but it didn't go well. It was fine for like a day and then, yeah, no, yeah. tiredness and cold and damp and it was a bad plan. So we tried to book accommodation as we went on our tour. But the problem is most accommodation, or certainly in France, which where our very first tour was, they were not particularly biker friendly. And the ones that were biker friendly weren't places that we wanted to stay at with our teenage really? daughter. So the camp campsites yeah. were not biker friendly? Well, no, the campsites were, but we were trying to avoid campsites. So we were doing oh. things like B&Bs or oh, I get hot, it, I get you know, hotels and things. And right. Yeah, it, it didn't seem to matter to them that we were a couple rocking up on bikes with our daughter. They just saw the bikes and were like, oh, my goodness. Um, right. So, yeah, we it, it didn't go particular. It didn't go as well as we hoped. Um, whether we were just booking the wrong place or not, I don't know. So we happened to ride past, pure fluke, we happened to ride past a motorhome with a trailer behind it with two bikes on the back. And we're like, oh, my goodness, that's amazing. That's the solution to all our problems. So literally a week after we got back to the UK, we bought the cheapest motorhome we could find that fit the three of us in it. And it was wrong for us in every way, but it was magic. It right. was just a base <laughs> that we could drive somewhere. Right. We could avoid the long motorways because both me and my daughter didn't particularly like doing hours and hours and hours on a motorway. Um, so we could avoid all that. We could then go to a campsite. We could park it up. We could have proper beds and hot showers and all of this stuff. And then we could just ride wherever we wanted to and use it as a base. Right and now, we've done that now for three years. Now, it, it was it, at first it was just the RV, right? There were no, no. motorcycles. Bikes were first. Bicycle. Oh, the bikes were first. Bikes were oh. first. So the RV was a solution to touring long term and wanting a base. Oh, okay. All right. So the motorcycles came first, then the yeah. RV came first. Did you eventually get a bigger RV? Yes. <laughs> and then, to be fair, <laughs> now we've downsized again because our daughter's old and cool and is in university, so she doesn't right. travel with us anymore. So, um, so, so how big? Bigger, so yeah. how big? Oh, how big was the? F what was the size of the first RV you had? The first one, they're probably not very big to be fair compared to American size, but the first one I think was just over seven meters. Um. The next one was nearly eight meters, and then the one we've got now is six point seven. So we've gone smaller. So you've gone smaller now, but it yeah, has but it has all the amenities you need, right? Yeah, it does. The biggest reason is mainly because I was being lazy. So on my driving license, I can't drive anything over three and a half thousand uh, kilograms or three and a half tons. Okay. Um, and I didn't want to do the next test up, so we, we downsized so I could drive our van. <laughs> all right now. We know all about the freedoms that motorcycle riding has. Mm -hmm. Now, you've added RV to the mix. Now, how does that, how has that raised the bar for the whole freedom thing now that you're living in the RV and towing the bikes around? Personally, I think it's magic. I think it has got everything that we need to, because we spend most of our time living on the road. Mm-hmm. So we both work, well, my husband works full-time. Um, he has his own company, software company. Mm -hmm. And I've now got two websites and two YouTube channels and all these other things that go with that. Right. So we both have a base that's in the RV that we can use and work from. Mm -hmm. uh, but we've got the vehicles to go off and explore. And I still think motorcycles are the best way to explore new areas. Of course, yeah. Yeah. 
So how did, but how does this work now? So now you're, you're, you're in the RV and you're towing the bikes around and you're on, you're exploring all these roads through these different countries. What happens when you come on a road that you really, really like you're driving in the RV? Do you like park the RV somewhere and then go back and do it on the bikes? Yep. That's what you do. (laughs) So basically it takes you forever to get anywhere. Well, we don't have the very few places where we have specific plans. So, one place that we did have a plan was Norway. There's a, a really famous road in Norway, or at least it's famous in Europe, um, called Trollstigen, which is like Troll's Ladder. And it's this incredible road that's just set up into the cliff. And we went to Norway specifically to ride that road. Okay. Um, we did it badly because in the middle of July, it rained solidly for three weeks. So we were literally trying to find pockets of, of weather when it wasn't raining. But we drove all that way and then rode as much as we could just to do that road. But normally we go to an area. We don't necessarily have a specific road or anything we want to ride, but we'll go to an area, we'll find a campsite, we'll park up, and then we'll just explore. Oh, uh, okay. That, that works out good. That works out good. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, as far as goes for the RV, and now mind, you know, mind you, your husband works full-time, and you have two mm-hmm. YouTube channels. <laughs> what do you do about your internet access, You know, your hookups for your water and power and sewage? What do you do for all that? If you, I know you're just wild camping now, right? We wild camp as much as we can, but yeah. we will not leave the RV unattended if we're going to go off on the bikes. Okay. So if we're going to go take the bikes off, it's worth the 20 or 30 pounds to put it into a campsite so that we know it's safe. Right. So if we're with it, yeah, we try and stay off grid as much as we possibly can. But Europe is amazing for motorhomes. It's got, you can just get your water and your waste and all sorts of services all over the place. Really? The UK is less good. Yeah. You, Europe's got these um, like service stations, you know, on the, the motorways or highways. You've sure. got service stations. In Europe, they have places for the RV. You can pull in, you can get rid of all your waste, you can get fresh water, you can oh, use the toilet. okay. It's brilliant. And it's right. like a couple of pounds. Okay. The UK is less accommodating but they are slowly hopefully improving some of them yeah but yeah so it's, it's, it's really easy really really easy and then obviously we pay for campsite every now and then so we can use a laundrette and, and most of your i guess most of the campsites that you're staying at have good internet service then not necessarily we have a dongle so i mean to be fair we've lived on boats that long we've never had proper fiber internet so right. we yeah we're not we're not used to fast internet but we have a dongle, which has basically got a SIM card in it. And as long as your phone can get a signal, that can get a signal. And we've got an antenna on the roof, so it boosts it a little bit. But we do like mountains. That's our favorite area to cruise and tour in. Mm-hmm. And mountains are notorious for not having signals. So we do try and plan it. So we're not at the top of the mountain when we've got... So that, must, so that must create somewhat of a conundrum for you when you have to upload a video for either of your YouTube <laughs> channels. It does. When we're full on traveling, I'm really slow at editing anyway. So I try and leave it all for after we've done some traveling. Yeah. And we know that there are certain days of the week my husband has big, important calls. So I try and do it on those days. And I'll just arrange myself. So I'll edit videos while he's doing his work. And then we've got days free to go and explore. Oh, okay. All right. Let's Now let's talk about where you've been. Now we're still talking about wandering bird stuff. So now... <laughs> Of all the different countries have you been to, and you're, do you have a favorite to camp in or a favorite to ride in? Oh, God, you are bringing out the tough questions today, Ted. Um, That's it, yeah. It's what I do. I love, <laughs> yeah, I can't really delve deep. Yeah. I love anywhere with mountains. So Norway was magical, but like I say, the weather was not so great. So right. I don't think we saw it at best. 
Italy has been amazing. So we oh, love yeah, the place in northern Italy called the Dolomites. Yeah. And that was fabulous. And then um, the Italian lakes were really cool as well. There's some brilliant biking roads around there. Mm-hmm. And Slovenia was quite good, actually. There's a place over, a pass in Slovenia that was brilliant. Really, really? enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It's called the Vristic Pass. Okay. And it's one of the highest mountain passes in Europe. Yeah, it was fab. And we got out on a really good day, really nice and sunny. Right. Now, did you, by any chance, go through France, through the Alps, and maybe the Pyrenees in Spain and all that? You have. Yeah. Spent a lot of time in the Alps and a lot of time in the Pyrenees. We haven't done much in Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to do Spain and Portugal still on our list. We're hoping to do that later in the year, maybe next year. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. How f- Now, how far south? Well, I, I guess you've done all, just all of Europe. You didn't venture outside of Europe either way, right? No, we keep talking about going to Morocco, but the, we keep finding places in Europe to visit first. So yeah. <laughs> we'll do that. <laughs> and then, to be fair, we keep booking trips to America. So, we go, yeah, we've done a few on those as well. Now, when did you decide to start the YouTube channel from Wandering Bird? That started pretty soon when i decided to quit my job so i used to be an air traffic controller and i decided to give all that up and go and traveling because yeah. an adult freedom, <laughs> right as you do um and i decided a friend of mine had a youtube channel and they used it to document and share their adventures with family and stuff and i thought that was a really cool idea like an online diary oh hold on a second <laughs> that's bad <laughs> That's I, you know I, I never thought to put my phone on mute. I'm sorry about that. That's <laughs> uh, fine. That's okay. Let's, let's go again. Okay, now where were we? <laughs> I can't. I can't remember what you're asking. <laughs> um, yeah, about when you started your YouTube channel for Wandering Bird. Okay, yeah. So that started like pretty a, much when I decided to quit my job. Right. Um, and then I a friend of mine had a, a YouTube channel and they used it to just create videos of their trips and it was quite a fun way of like an online diary. I figured friends and family could sure. see where we went and right. how it all went. I, yeah, and then it sort of evolved into a website and a blog and a thing. So <laughs> it's it's kind of got bigger than I ever anticipated, but it's fun. Yeah. So where do you find the time for that now? I don't know. I don't know. And, I, I don't know. and God knows what possessed me to start a second one. I mean, honestly. Now, yeah, well, let's go. Let's get into that. So now you start this other one, Biker Girl Life YouTube channel. Uh-huh. And what is this? You know, we know Wandering Bird is all about your travels in the RV with the bikes and all that. We get that's what that's about. Now, Biker Girl Life, what is the gist of that? So this one is brand new. It started literally like two months old. And when I wanted to start doing track days, obviously I was really intimidated. I'm sure guys get intimidated too, but there's something about a girl, I think, turning up at a track, especially with a new bike, not really sure what the heck I'm doing. Um, and I just wanted to try and find somebody who had gone through a similar journey. There are loads of female bikers who can ride really fast and they do fantastic. Right. But I couldn't find anyone who who was sharing their story as a novice or who had started as a novice and had progressed someone who I could connect with. Right. Um, and I thought, okay, well, if I can't find anyone, maybe there are other girls out there who would find what I'm going through useful or inspirational. And one of the things I love about the Wandering Bird YouTube channel is that it's a way to connect with people. The sure. blog and the website are great. Right. But you don't really get the same connection as you do when you're watching a video of somebody and you see them, the stark terror as they're about to go on a trap for the first time. Um, and I thought it'd be quite a cool way to just try and connect other people male or female who might be going through a similar thing 
Right. And okay. I can't really talk about bikes and track days in the same way on the RV channel because most of the audience aren't fussed about bikes. Okay. So I wanted to share, share that side of it. All right. Now, because you have because you have an interesting thing here with with Wandering Bird, in that there is a very large RV community out there already. Uh-huh. And now you've mixed it with motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Now, what is your? Do you know what your mixture of your audience is in that respect? What who have motorcycles? Yeah, whether well, motorcycles or RVs. I mean, do you do you know what your mixture is of uh, your viewers on your channel? Yeah, no, most of them are pretty much all RV owners really? or wannabe RV owners. Yeah. Okay. A few have got motorcycles, and a few are like, "Oh, this is awesome! How do you set up your trailer? How do you do this?" But the majority of my audience aren't. So I thought if I did a sort of bike dominant channel then i could share all that information over there which would be more useful for them now which one of these channels do you think is growing faster (laughs) (laughs) um wandering bird is pretty well established the youtube channel is not massive but it probably i've got i've got more videos on there i think i've got 200 or so videos on there so obviously there's more content out people find it more um bike girl life lesser is very very baby so well, you've it, got, it, let me see, uh, Wandering Bird Homes, you've got 15.3 thousand subscribers there, which is good, which uh-huh. you can't, that, you can't complain about that. No, no. That's good. And now Biker Girl Life, if I can find it, here it is, you've got 332. Oh, yeah, it's gone up. <laughs> <laughs> see, it's gone up. So, <laughs> but what's great is, because now, would you say that your focus on Biker Girl Life is mostly at women? I think it started off that way, and I think it probably will share my story, so obviously as a female, yeah, but I think, I hope that it will become a community where any biker of of any gender, because I think it's kind of irrelevant, the bike doesn't care what gender you are, and it doesn't really matter what you ride or how you ride it, Um, I think that my focus is mainly going to be people who are quite underconfident or who need a little bit of, of, of push because I know I did and it would have been yeah. brilliant when I was feeling really nervous and I'd scared myself to be able to find someone like, look, it's okay, you can do this. Just, right. Just get back out there and get get back on the saddle. If wow. Okay. So it's keeping you busy. And, and yes. speaking of which, now, now are, do you find it overwhelming that you're trying to manage two channels? <laughs> Honestly, yeah, probably. Um, I think... I have to give myself grace in this whole thing because I am far too much of a perfectionist for my own good. And I'm also trying to build up the website for Bike Girl Life as well to be yeah. a resource like Wandering Bird is the same. Um, and that website's huge. I get about 150,000 people a month on that. Wow. So trying to, I want Bike Girl Life to be a, a similar sort of resource that's useful for people if they want to go touring in Europe or sure. the UK or just start touring in motorcycles in general. And so I'm trying to do the two at the same time, and I need to pace myself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> sure you do. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Now, does your husband help you with the filming and the editing, or he, does he just go, yeah. you're on your own? Completely, which is why we're still married. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, bless him. He's probably a little bit of an Instagram husband. He's quite good at, at taking photos yeah. and, and stuff, but... Even that required a lot of training, and yeah, no, it, it wouldn't be good. Okay, every now and then he pops up on a video, and he helps me with some of the technical stuff that I 
wouldn't particularly know how to explain very well. He's really good at that side of it. And certainly for bikes, don't ask me anything technical about bikes. That's literally why I married him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Big reveal but, here on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right now so, yeah, no, <laughs> so so you're on your own with this i am <laughs> excuse me so so you, how do you find the time to do this um, between trying to you know you never no I, I i assume that you guys split the driving of the rv no no i was about to say i never drive but he oh. prefers to drive okay and if he tries to navigate, it goes badly. I'm really hoping he doesn't listen to this. Okay, so <laughs> so he's driving <laughs> and you're navigating. <laughs> yes. Okay. I used to um, I used to navigate in the navy. I was a helicopter navigator, so I can actually navigate and read a map and all that stuff. And bless him, he can't read a sat nav. Oh um, Yeah, no, it doesn't go well. So <laughs> I I will drive occasionally if he needs a break, but he prefers okay. to drive. He also gets car sick. Now does he? So, the, now does he at some point say, you know, let's get out and ride? Or is it all oh, yeah. you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. He's a massive biker. He will go out and ride. He would probably do the whole trip on the bike. Right. Um, it was me and my daughter that were like, we don't really want to do eight hours on a motorway just to try and get to. Well, now the daughter, the, the daughter's not involved anymore now, right? No, no. She literally just this week started at university, so she's oh. grown up. She had so now you can get rid of the RV. Two years because of the world. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we could. <laughs> I think we might be able to be a bit addicted to a comfortable bed and a hot yeah. shower on a regular basis. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so do you find do you find getting hookups for that for for your sewage and your that, that's not that's not too difficult because you're stopping on the motorway to get all that done, right? It's really and yeah, use campsites. Oh, you're breaking up there for a second. If we're going to leave the van, so pretty much every campsite is going. Okay. The wilding. All right. Oh, um, sorry. That's all, no, it happens, because, I mean, after all, you are over there, <laughs> and, or I'm over here. Yeah, I am yeah, a sure. long way a away. A long way away. <laughs> but it's pretty good. And, and you're on a boat, too, so that might have something to do with it. Yes. Let's, let, all right, let's talk about the boat. <laughs> is, it, now, is, is this your boat? This is our boat. We've had it for, goodness me. You said 16 years? 11 years. 11 we years? We bought it when it was an absolute wreck. Okay. 11. 11, 11 years. years. Yeah, we bought it when it was a complete wreck, and we did it up, and yeah, then we lived on it for yeah, most of the last 11 years. So now you have it, I, I assume it's docked at a marina somewhere. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> and uh, when, where's the RV and the motorcycles? Uh, so they are in storage. We put them in storage when we're not using them. Oh, okay. So we split our time in the UK between the two, and then the boat stays in the UK pretty much all the time. Okay, now, and do you take the boat out? Now, how often, is there going to be a boating yeah. bird at some point? <laughs> do you know what? All these years of being on a boat, and it never occurred to me once to start a website or a YouTube channel or anything. It just never crossed my brain. But it probably would have been a really good idea. Well. <laughs> Okay, here we go. So, so we're going to see another YouTube channel. <laughs> Boating bird. I like that. Boating bird. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm not doing three. Right, now, do you guys no take trip, the boat? No. Do you guys take the boat out at all? Yeah, we tend to do day trips, um, and we'll occasionally serve a night in like a different marina or something. But we don't go too far on it. All right, because well, it's slow. 
Yeah, a tad. Yeah, it's not probably not nearly as much <laughs> fun as a motorcycle. Speed. <laughs> no, it's not anywhere near. Not nearly as much. All right, let's. I tell you what. Let's <laughs> let's let's talk about you. You're on a boat. Okay, fine. Let's talk about your gear. What are you What are you using for your channel? For your for your cameras, etc. What are you using to record your videos? Oh, I'm really, really basic with all this stuff. So for motorcycling, we've got two GoPros. We use Hero 7 Blacks, mm -hmm. um, and we have them set up on each bike. And then for everything else, I would say 90% of it is filmed on my iPhone. Really? I, don't I didn't use, know anybody would yeah. do that. No kidding. Yeah, I am lazy YouTuber is what it's called. <laughs> all right, so now wait. So now do you – well, obviously you're using the GoPros on the bikes – but are you using, you're not using the GoPros in the RV now? You're using your phone. Yeah, occasionally. Yeah. But I tend to only ever carry my phone with me. I don't tend to bother. I have got a big camera and it's got a microphone and all this stuff, but I don't tend to get it out of the box too often. And I, if we go somewhere, I don't want to carry it all around. So I have my phone in my pocket. I use that. All right. Do you do any drone work? Yes. We have a DJI Mavic 2. Everybody's Mavic got drones. I got to get one. Oh, you do! It's awesome. Ugh. They're so good, and the footage you can get is. Oh incredible. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, do you have uh, a? Released... I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I um I put a video out today. I think actually about Croatia. We did a trip to Croatia a couple of years ago, and one of the drone shots we got of that was this amazing hidden lagoon with a shipwreck in the middle of it. Oh really? And the footage you can get from the drone of that shipwreck was just epic. Oh wow, that sounds yeah, really cool. Yeah, you need cool. to get one. You need to get I one. I do. Yeah, someday. And it's also really cool when you set the drone up to follow you and you're on a bike and it, the drone yeah. follows you and you're riding along. But how, Melissa, how does that work when you're out on an open road and you're riding, you're going through the twisties, how does that drone not crash into something? You you have two of you and one is controlling <laughs> the drone and one drive. Oh, okay. So the follow me routine doesn't necessarily work all the time. <laughs> We do that on the RV because I can sit in the navigator seat and check that it's not going to crash into anything. But when we're both riding on the bikes, yeah. I think we're both a bit nervous to just let this thing go off and do its own thing. Oh. Um, especially because obviously on a road and there are other people around and it worries us. So, no, we tend to do that one at a time just so that we can make sure we're not going to kill anybody inadvertently. Yeah, that would be bad. So now you're using the drone also when you're driving in the RV? Uh-huh. Yeah. Now that must be pretty exactly wild. That must be pretty interesting. Yeah, so you, you literally you pull up somewhere safe, you launch it, and yeah. then you drive off, and yeah, it follows you around. Wow. It's easier in the RV because you're bigger. Then there's obviously a big white blob, so it, it tracks it really well. Have you done it with the boat yet? Uh, we've had the drone off the boat, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, look at you. We did. Boat, we did our RV. first drone, we did did lose it in Lake Annecy, which is the French Alps. <laughs> you did and lose it. A gust, yeah, no, a gust of wind, literally, it blew it, it hit a post, and it sunk. And it, it, it's still there, as far as I know. Oh. So, yeah. It was so sad, because the water was really clear, and you could see it about, I don't know, it was fair way down. And you could see the little light blinking as, as oh it sunk God. to the oh. bottom. <laughs> it was really sad. Excellent. Now, as far as it, when it comes to your videos, now, because you are in an RV... Um, do you find it difficult to do your editing and your uploading and all that in the RV or have you just adapted to it now and it's no big deal? I, I am the world's worst editor anyway. Like 
literally we went to Croatia two years ago. I'm just getting around to editing those videos. I, I, yeah, I'm slow at this stuff. I, if I do it like a talking head one, I'm talking to the camera. That's quite straightforward. But the problem is I, I've not got this trick that a lot of people have got where you just film the bits that you want. So I come back from a trip with about seven billion hours worth of footage. I know the problem. <laughs> and I'm looking at all this going, I don't even know where to start. So I don't. I put it, I procrastinate. I, I am a procrastinator. I'm, I get it. I totally get it. Because I have, <laughs> I probably have hours and hours and hours of video. And I know I only want 17 minutes worth of video. And then you got to go through this. Like, I'll take this. I'll take this. I'll take this. And I can understand yeah. how much that must be. Wow. Yeah. Now, are you doing this? Like, I assume you're doing this all on a laptop. Yes. Yeah, I do. The whole thing on. I've got a MacBook Pro. Oh, okay. And the whole thing goes on that. And what software are you using? iMovie iMovie. Oh, okay. Yeah. I so, started with pretty, Final Cut the, Pro. Oh, you did start the, with the Final Cut. Thing, I didn't like Final Cut Pro. Oh, yeah? I, so I, I downgraded to iMovie, and, and it's basic, <laughs> and it's simple, and I can understand it, and it okay. works for me. <laughs> all right. Well, it, as long as it works for you, that's all. So, yeah. <laughs> so when are you going to start Boating Bird? Are you going to do that? <laughs> are you going to do that? I'm no. going to have to go and buy that name now, aren't I? <laughs> 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 I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so so what's so what's next for wandering bird and biker girl life where are you off to Could next you, oh we're planning a trip we were hoping to go to norway but unfortunately with all the rules and stuff it's yeah. not looking good norway's actually looking good but denmark which is kind of in the middle is is causing us chaos so i think we're going to go to italy and possibly switzerland at the mm -hmm. end of october and then we have just literally yesterday booked um, an epic trip in America, hopefully from Las Vegas to San Francisco via lots of the national parks. Oh, there you go. Year. Nice. If we're allowed into the country, which I'm hoping we will be by then. Yeah, that'd be so, great. Yeah. It'd be nice if you would. Really now, excited by that. You're going to rent an RV, I suppose? No, no, we're going to rent bikes. You're going to rent bikes. See that? You're going to rent <laughs> yeah. bikes. Wow. What, what, yeah. Wouldn't it be just cheaper just to bring yours? Possibly. We hadn't realized quite how expensive it was going to be, and we need two because my daughter's going to come with us. Oh, really? Um, oh. Yeah. Damn so kids. It, <laughs> damn kids. It's getting ridiculous. This. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's going to cost us a fortune. So, we're going to have to figure this out. We might be wow. I don't know. Maybe a half in an RV. That'd be quite fun, actually. I've never been to an American RV. You know what you do? You fly over and make sure you, you got to do Route 66, right? Love to do that. See, so, you now there you go. Cool. You rent your RV. I can hook you up with a guy. <laughs> I know a Sounds guy. Sounds amazing. I know a guy. Um, cool. <laughs> he does, uh, it's called Orange and Black Tours. They do uh, one of their um, probably the most sought after tour that people do is his Route 66 tours. Oh, so, cool. That's how I'll hook you up. I'll, I'll give you some information. Yeah, All right. Yeah. So, how can people learn more about you and what you're doing on your bikes, boat, and RV? Uh, well, they can find us on YouTube. Mm -hmm. They can find us on the website. And probably Instagram is the best place to come and chat to me. I am on Facebook and I'm sort of on Twitter, but I, yeah, no, Instagram is probably a good place. I'm on there quite a lot. Okay. So, yeah. Great. Any last words for those thinking of adopting a similar lifestyle? <laughs> what running away from all adulting responsibilities, traveling, and a lot of people with men at home. Um, yeah, yeah. Probably. My mother would have lots of things to say about this. Um, I think I've probably got two things that I always say to people. One is 
plan it and think it through carefully. I don't ever want to encourage anyone to quit their job and then find themselves in financial difficulty. But at the same time, it's never going to feel like a really good idea to quit your job and go traveling. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do it because it's amazing. And you should. If you can make the financials work for it, then just accept the fact that it's going to be really scary and go and do it anyway because you can always go back to work some other time and do that. Excellent. That will be fine. Yeah. And also make sure you have a runaway escape fund just in case you need them. <laughs> An emergency fund of, in case things go An wrong. emergency fund. Yes. Well, this says the woman who has a boat and an RV. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> the boat probably is my emergency fund. <laughs> there it is. It goes really wrong. How big is the, how big is the boat? It is 62 foot. 62 foot? Yeah, she's a big, she's a big old girl. Wow. Now, is this a motorhome or a sailboat? It's a motorboat. Motor, we used really? to have no sailboats, problem. and then we sold our soul. Sailboats are a lot of work. Sailboats are amazing if you're going to go on really long trips. Because it's it's cheaper. Yeah, but of course. In the UK, they're in like three days a year where you have just the right amount of wind, and it's sunny, and it's nice. The rest of the time, it's miserable, and you're stuck outside in the rain and the cold and the wind. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, no, we, we prefer motorboating in the UK. Oh, good. Well, thank you. Uh, listen, I want to thank you very much for being on the podcast. You were a great oh, joy to talk to you. are a lot of fun. I really I really appreciate your time. And uh, yeah. hey, look, good luck with your channels. I'll, I'll keep watching. Everybody check out Wandering Bird. Uh, RV, it's Motorhome Life, I guess. Motorhome Adventures, I'm sorry. Motorhome and, Adventures. And Biker Girl Life. And, and check those out. And then coming soon to a YouTube channel near you, Boating Bird, <laughs> I assume. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm starting i'm starting trouble here for you i know no no, no it's fine it's fine okay <laughs> well cat listen thank you very much for joining me on our podcast you've been really great thank you thank you for having me okay Motorcycle Man Podcast is supporting David's Dream and Belief Cancer Foundation. To go to davidsdreamandbelief.org to donate and learn more and see your money go to something that actually makes a difference. And the Gold Star Ryan Foundation, helping families of fallen soldiers. If you would like to be a part of a great cause and get some heartfelt miles in, go to goldstarride.org and learn how you can participate in the next Gold Star Ride. Thank you for joining me and Kat here on the Motorcycle Men Podcast. You can learn more about Wandering Bird and Biker Girl Life by going to wandering-bird.com and bikergirllife.com. Links will be in the show notes and, of course, on the Motorcycle Men website. Don't forget to get on over to the Motorcycle Men YouTube channel. Watch some of the many videos we have there, including the Ted Shed and Ride with Ted videos. They are actually on the Ride with Ted YouTube channel. I need to clarify that. Now, listen, the rest of us will all be back in the studio to do a podcast soon. Uh, as you may or may not know, Tim's house got flooded out, so we don't have a studio to do a show. Uh, it's going to be a while before he can get that back in. A- we may do a show over at uh, maybe at Chris's place, but we're not sure. We're going to see. So uh, just be patient, kids. We're, we're coming back, and we're going to do a really nice 300th show for you. All right, thanks a lot. All right, for the rest of the Motorcycle Men team, thanks for listening. And remember, we say stupid crap so you don't have to. Ride safely, kids.